and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, M.F. Moody. Thanks so much for being here, Mel. Um, Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Welcome to the show. We'll go ahead and get started with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay, well, obviously by my accent, uh, you can tell I'm Australian. Um, However, I live in the UK. I've lived here since uh, the end of 2015. Um, God help them all. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I actually back in Australia, I was an English teacher. So sometimes I can get very, um, caught up and, and pedantic when I'm reading stuff and it's like, no, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. No. And so I, I, I am a user of the Oxford comma. Uh, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I grew up. And, uh, and, and yes, I, I add U's and S's. I take away the Z's and put all those U's in there and, and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm married. I uh, my husband and I we have uh, I call him the boy child or snot face. Um, <laughs> he will be eleven in uh, November. Uh, we also have three cats. So and a, a few of my books will have cats or pets in them, and because apparently I write good cat. Um, <laughs> my my husband also thinks I am part dragon, part cat, and part grizzly bear. <laughs> so I I don't have one spirit animal. I have like three. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, and I, I have I have no filter, no shame, and as my my tagline says, I aspire to the giddy heights of the gutter. So <laughs> I love that tagline. <laughs> awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got into writing, and specifically too kind of how you got into why choose because that's a genre that to the outside world seems a little a little unique when you first start talking about it I had to explain to my sister my (laughs) I'm the youngest of three girls I had to explain to my oldest sister what a paranormal reverse harem was (laughs) um I actually started writing as a child, I like we we would write stories and things like that. Um, I was technically first published in my late teens, early twenties, but that was poetry. I had two poems published. Um, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I've I've always written. I've always found it uh, very cathartic to write. Um, however, I really got into writing as such um, back in two thousand and seven. I uh, woke up in the middle of the night um, after having a really awful dream, um, and I just got up and I had to write this this opening chapter. And it was actually the opening chapter of my very first book, which was it's just a contemporary male female. It's currently been unpublished. I'll be republishing it at the end of the year with a new cover, new formatting, all the rest. But it took me fourteen years to write that book. Um, from that very that very that very first night, and then I did some nanorimos and wrote it. And then back in twenty like twenty twenty, I started thinking, you know, I really would like to write this. I, I'd like to get this published. I I have this. I've I've written other stuff, and I'm not going to be able to write anything else properly until this is finished. It was it was basically holding me up, and so I found myself a um, an editor over here uh she's fantastic um we we went through all the stuff 
and published it uh, in November 2021. Once I was able to publish that, that's basically when the reverse harem started coming because I've been reading it for a while and I I had this idea in my brain that I, of, a, of a story that I wanted to write, but I couldn't write it until I'd finished the first one and it just kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah, from there. So I've I've always been a reader. I've always been a writer. But yeah, it's it wasn't until 2021 that I I, I finally hit that publish button. Gotcha. So so yes. Um. But yeah, getting into reverse harem. Um. When I first started reading Kindles and stuff, I I, I just I, I read contemporary stuff, and then I kind of got into your paranormal, like with your shifters and stuff like that. I re- I really love shifters, and then I I don't I don't even remember. Um, when it was that I've, I started, I, it, it might have been because Celia Kyle, one of her series, is actually Menage. So she went from mm-hmm. male, female to Menage, and that I then branched off from that. And I just, I, 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 I am one of the worst people to ever ask to make a decision because, like, you're like, I'll go into a shop. What do you want? What do you want, Mel? Fucked if I know. There's too much to choose. I can't choose. Yeah. Why choose is perfect for me because I just I can't. Yeah. Um. And and yeah. And it was just the whole thought in my head was a rejected mates, but it was this one guy. But no, there were these other guys, and it just kind of went on from there. Um. And as as I say, a lot of my when I write, a lot of my books start out as a dream. Mm. Um, I will have a dream. It will be a, a specific scene from a dream or whatever, and that scene will actually appear in the books. Mm-hmm. And in Altered, which is my first um, reverse harem, the whole premise is you have uh, Sila, who is a, a snow leopard shifter, and, and this is in an alternate universe, alternate earth, where shifters have been an out and have been known about for thousands of years. So you have humans and you have shifters. Mm. And she's a she's a shifter and faded mates are a thing, but they're they're not they're not ultra ultra rare, but they're not overly common either. Okay. Um so if you find a, a faded mate, it's actually a pretty big thing. And she is publicly rejected by her mm-hmm. fated mate. And it is cruel. And it's not and it's not just that. It's something else happens and it shatters her and it breaks her. And that whole scene was a dream I had. Mm. where she is this girl is just absolutely destroyed by her mate and there are like there's a guy or a couple of guys in the background who have seen her and, and like her and, and she the, the the actual dream was she gets shattered she goes away and then she comes back after a year or so mm-hmm. and they're like well we always liked you it didn't end up that way because she mm-hmm. ends up going to a different school where she mm-hmm. meets the guys her guys and and yes there is you do like Simon is is her her, her mate who rejects her. Mm-hmm. Simon's story does not end there. Uh. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but that that's how I that's how I got into writing. It was just that dream and that scene where she's absolutely shattered, and it's it's not just oh she's she's sad or whatever. You actually like her psyche gets to like, and her snow leopard is basically just absolutely destroyed. Um, and I, I love that kind of heart-ripping, heart-wrenching. And, yeah, so I had to write it. And that's – that's um, and there was another scene as well that I that I had from the same dream, but that actually – it's again, it's changed slightly. That's actually in part two. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. No, I also tell people a lot that the first ideas for uh, By Her Sight, you know, my first – my first one as well was from a dream, like coming up with the premise for that. So now every time I have a good dream, 
as soon as I wake up, I like write everything down <laughs> that I remember from it. So I have that for a future book. <laughs> I, I know, I know when my dreams want to be turned into stories because they keep recurring. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some, there are some that I've had um, that I just, they just stick out. But, um, and it's like, that's a really good idea. And like, I wrote a, a tiny little um, novelette or it's like 13 and a half thousand words, mm-hmm. kind of um, Valentine's Day, male, male, female, but paranormal. And that was just as a, as a kind of a joking kind yeah. of, oh, what would happen if this? And I turned it and within the space of a week, I wrote it. I like did a quick, it's, it needs a little bit of re-editing and everything, but I wrote it and everything and got it out. Um, it like for, in time for Valentine's Day last year, I was insane to do it. But <laughs> sometimes they're just little quirky thoughts um, and throwaway lines. And I'll be like, no, I want to write that. But the ones that I know that I'm, I'm going to actually write as fully fleshed out books, they are the ones that I tend to have recurring dreams and mm-hmm. I will build on it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, but uh, <laughs> I tend to struggle if I, if I'm writing something and it hasn't been a dream. Mm. So, Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about like that first, you know, paranormal, why choose like with Sila, like the, the premise or the shifters seems really interesting. I get a lot of people saying that because in my altered shifters universe, it's it's right there in the top. These are shifters that are altered. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I will say this: um, I it, I was inspired by um, a, another paranormal romance writer. Um, I, I believe it was Harmony Reigns. Uh, she wrote a book. I think it was one of hers. Um, it was either her or Ariana Hawke, but I'm pretty sure it's Harmony Reigns. Um, she wrote a book where uh, he's a bear shifter and he was abused, like something happened when he was a child and his bear is now a monster. Mm. And I that, that just twigged. I'm like, that's a really interesting idea. Mm. So what I did was in my Altered Shifters universe, um, you have pre-shift shifters and post and post shift mm-hmm. and pre-shift you don't shift until you hit puberty your, your animal's there but you don't actually physically shift until puberty and until that first shift happens if you experience an extremely traumatic event so it could be a death mm-hmm. it could be abuse it could be um like kidnapping or any kind of trauma mm-hmm. it can alter your shifter Mm -hmm. so you have three types of shifter in my in my universe you have your mundane shifters which are your everyday normal shifters Mm -hmm. so um you could have a a snake or you could have Mm -hmm. a lion or you could Mm -hmm. have a wolf or you could have an elephant or you could have a platypus or a dolphin Mm -hmm. or a shark or a bat or an emu or a cassowary swan anything like that you can have these shifters but if they experience a traumatic event, it alters their very DNA, and so when um, and so that that change is a physical change as well as um, like a, a um, mental change, I guess you could say mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so therefore, you have altered shifters. Now, altered shifters fall into two different categories. There are your standard altered shifters. So, for example. Kane, Bash, and Knox, who are the three mm-hmm. main male characters in 
um, my altitude uh, in, in altered part one. Uh, Kane was a grizzly uh, was a grizzly bear. He is now basically a prehistoric cave bear. Massive. And so, like, kind of a genetic throwback. These are genetic yeah. throwbacks. Bash was a wolf. He becomes a they, – they call him a dire wolf, but mm-hmm. um, there's actually a description in Mythic of, of – it's like, oh, well, um, yeah, he's the size of a Mustang. He's the size of a horse. So big. Yeah. And then you have Nox, my my Nox. My, oh, uh, he was a tiger <laughs> shifter. Oh, Nox has a oh, – Nox has a very – out of all my characters I've ever written, Nox is my favourite and I have a reason for that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Nox was a tiger shifter and he's a sabre-tooth. Ah. He becomes a sabre-tooth cat. Ah. So you have those kind of altered shifters. Then you have what are called the mythic altered shifters. Mm-hmm. And you, you meet a few of them. So, for example, Jackson, who who is he, he meet quite a bit in the altered books, he was a Komodo lizard. Mm. Before he he went through something traumatic, mm-hmm. he's a dragon. Oh. <laughs> um, there is uh, you you learn about um, Reese Brennan, who is the president of the Shifter Council. Mm-hmm. He was a Welsh adder. Uh-huh. Something happened. So he's a snake. Something's mm-hmm. happened to him. He's a basilisk. Ooh. And then you have. Um, again, she's a side character in uh-huh. um, Altered, but she's actually the, at the FMC in Mythic. You have Sarai. Uh, now, Sarai Ziv. Now, Sarai, her family are um, Akalteke horses. They're the, the ones with the metallic yeah. sheen coat. Uh-huh. She was an Akalteke horse until she became an Altered Shifter. She's now a unicorn. Ooh. So you have those mythical beasts. Yeah. Um, so all mythic shifters are altered shifters, but not all altered shifters are mythic. Okay. Um, so that's why you get the three kinds. Um, but yeah, and but the thing is, Sila becomes the one of the first of her kind because mm-hmm. she becomes an altered shifter post first shift. So when the book starts, she's nineteen years old. So she's already she's shifted. She shifted mm-hmm. years ago. And when when she has that rejection, it fractures her so much. It damages her snow leopard so much that it alters her, but it doesn't alter her physically. Hmm. She's still a very, because as a snow leopard, she's she's not even a very large snow leopard. She's actually on the yeah. smaller side of hmm. female snow leopards. However, her strength, her stamina, um, and uh, like her power and and her dominance, um, mm. and dominance is kind of like, um, like you could say willpower and like you'll yeah. have dominance fights and it's not necessarily just the physical strength mm-hmm. but the mental strength. Her dominance goes through the roof. Her mm-hmm. strength goes through the roof. Her endurance goes through the roof. And so she's this nothing to look at snow leopard. She's like this little itty-bitty snow leopard, yet she can pin down a dragon Ooh. with her dominance by the end of it. Um, and that's, that's the kind of um, – no, as as far as I'm aware, no one has has done something like that before. But yeah. that's as I said, Harmony Reigns inspired it. Well, I'm, I'm, as I said, I think it's Harmony Reigns inspired it. But I I don't think I've copied what she did because I've kind of taken that idea mm-hmm. and built on it. And and if anyone asks me, I've I'm quite open and said it was I read a book years ago mm-hmm. and it just stuck with me. And so, like, yeah. well, what if what if this happened? What if this happened? And it's gone from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we read so much, and I think sometimes it's uh, in, like, 
don't get me wrong, none of us ever want to, you know, plagiarize another author's work. But I think it's also we're big readers too. And like, I've definitely pieced things together from different, I get inspiration from different parts of the story and, you know, other authors as well. And, you know, if someone pieces, takes inspiration from mine as well, I consider that, you know, some of the highest accreditations. I mean, you get, you get that with everything. I mean, um, uh, I was actually reading because um, uh, the Witsec book four came out fairly yeah. recently and I've got that series. And while I was waiting for the fourth book to come out, I actually read um, a duet by an author who, but it, it's a very similar premise. It's like mm-hmm. um, she, uh, like the, the FMC was, was fleeing and, and like, um, rather like they, they weren't like necessarily um, – blood relation i mean there were there were like two brothers who actually it was more like found family Mm -hmm. brothers and it was it had enough it had enough differences in there that it was it's not the same story Mm -hmm. but there were also similarities Mm -hmm. and you could tell that this was she wasn't trying to copy it was like this Mm -hmm. is i really love this but i'm going to make a few twists on it and And you can usually tell. I mean, people do oh retellings. It's like fairy tale retellings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you'll you've you've got like other um other authors that um that like oh they really love this story so that they they're going to do like kind of a more adult version reverse harem version mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. And you can you can see where where the story threads are coming from, but they try and put their own spin on it. And that's what it's another thing when you're sitting there and it's basically. They have copied a character. They've copied the premise. They've copied mm-hmm. the this. They've copied the that. And it's basically just a um, a, a, a re um, reimagining or what? Not a, mm-hmm. it's not even that. It's it's there is very. It's not outright plagiarism, mm-hmm. but you're sitting there going, you could have. Why yeah. couldn't you've just made it a little bit mm-hmm. like like written your own book and everything, not change just a few details. But yeah, I mean, there's enough details to be changed so it's not actually plagiarizing, but you're sitting there going, I have read this book. And I remember, again, a couple of years ago, reading, um, uh, I, I read a series and it was all right. Um, it was Reverse Harem. And then I started reading another series that had been really re- well recommended and I, I was loving it, but I'm like, hang on, I've read this before. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked up and the author that I, I was reading second had actually written the series first and the one that I had, like, she'd done a poor imitation of it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made me really kind of sad. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, there's, there's no limit to your imagination. Yeah. And honestly, if, if someone wanted to take a character from my Altered Shifters universe and write their own story with that, would I like it if they'd actually like, hit me up first do you mind so mm-hmm. i'd be like no do you want me to give you some information here's yeah. some information um i actually would be quite flattered but if they just took my story and just rewrote it with a bunch of different other like names or whatever i'd be sitting there going well c- come on mm-hmm. i don't mind you taking my idea and running with it but grow it like yeah. kind of don't don't just copy it verbatim <laughs> Yeah, like do better with that. it. Do, do something else. Do something I wish I'd done and I'll be sitting there going, holy shit, that's a really good idea. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do they say? They say there's like 12 common book tropes, right? You know, the friends, the lovers, the whatever. Um, 
grumpy and sunshine and all of that. But Rejected mates, fated yeah. mates. <laughs> so uh, we all have some tropes in us for sure. Oh, yeah. but, 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 yeah. but then again, I mean, as I said, my, Altered is a both, um, it's uh, an academy because mm-hmm. technically it's set in like kind of an educational setting. I wouldn't call it bully as such because the harem, I mean, there is like bullying from outside of the harem but it's outside of the harem, not within the harem. So I wouldn't call it really bully. But you've got Academy. It's reverse harem. It's fated mates. It's rejected mates. Um, and so that they're, they're four tropes right there. But I've done it in such a way that everyone who has read it is like, that's a really unique way mm-hmm. of doing it. That's, we haven't seen that done before. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. So pivoting a little bit to your characters, um, you mentioned that you have a favorite. Nox. (laughs) Tell us about your favorite. (laughs) So um, Nox is not the first character I've written. Like he he wasn't my first character. I've written other characters in that. But um, I mean, in in my very first book, yes, there are people based off people I know. Like it was Mm -hmm. the way I wrote it because it was a very cathartic experience. Knox, Knox is, uh, he's this, okay, <laughs> he's a really kind of surly hot blend of uh, Alex Pettifer and Freddie Stromer okay. um, in my head. <clears throat> so, yeah, but he's a surly bastard. He hates <laughs> every. He, he doesn't like people because of his own trauma. He doesn't mm-hmm. like or trust people mm-hmm. and he especially hates other ca- other other feline shifters. Mm. despises other he just can't stand them and Knox's favorite word is fuck <laughs> he will just like constantly swearing fuck this fuck that fuck you fuck blah, 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 fuck 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 and I'll, I'll see if I can actually find it um there is a, a quote in mythic there's a line in mythic um that uh that he says and it's it's hilarious it really is um hang on here we go fuck off she bleeps at me obviously not used to that reaction i i beg your pardon get your rancid hands off me then get your unwelcome ass up out of that fucking chair and fuck off walk out the fucking door go down fuck off road take a left onto get fucked highway then drive across the entire fucking continent of fuck you before launching off a fucking pier into the ocean of no more fucks can i be any fucking clearer fuck off that's Knox. <laughs> You know he's getting serious when he doesn't swear because when he, if he doesn't swear, it's like oh god, things are getting serious. Anyway, and as it, Knox is a saber tooth. Knox was based, or Knox is based off a friend, a real life friend of mine. Now, um, and I write this in in the acknowledgements of Mythic. Um, his name was Kevin. Kevin was he's he was Canadian. He was one of the foulest mouthed guys. He he was a chef. He was a cook. He was a chef. He worked in a kitchen. So. Yeah, like everyone who's, who's yeah. like Gordon Ramsay swearing in the kitchen, that's what a kitchen is like. <laughs> I've worked in them. <laughs> Kevin was like that foulest mouth you'd have on, except he had a heart of gold. He was also one of the most tolerant, easygoing, laid-back guys. He didn't care what colour you were, what religion you were, what gender, what sexuality, um, identity, whatever. He didn't give a shit so long as you weren't an asshole. If you weren't an asshole to him, he was an asshole to you and you were good. If you were an asshole, he'd tell you to basically shove your head up your fucking ass and <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and Knox was based off Kevin. Kevin died last year. Mm. 
and I never told him that I'd based a character. He knew I was writing, but I never told him that I based Knox off him. Oh. And Mythic was has was one of the hardest books for me to write because I was writing it when he died. And there is a major scene in Mythic that has to do with Knox. Mm. And I had to write that scene knowing that my friend was no longer around. And that is why Knox will always have a, a, a special part of in, in my in my heart that no other character, no matter how much I love them, and I do love my characters, I love all of them, mm-hmm. but Knox has that extra special spot, um, spot in my heart. Yeah. Um, he's also, he's quite, like, people do quite love Knox because he's <laughs> just, he's, he's just, yeah, um, <laughs> he's very blunt and and doesn't he doesn't like people. And, but at the same time, there's like you actually see this shift in in Altered Part One where he goes from because he hates Sila at the start because she's another cat and he hates other cats. Doesn't matter, male, female hates cats. Yeah, he's he's a saber tooth. He hates other cats. And there's this kind of pissing match, literal <laughs> at some points uh, between the two of them. And then you see the shift where he, where he kind of changes. And then the minute that basically she's ours, she's like, she's mine, she's ours. It's like, oh, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. No, fuck off the show. Get get this this thing in here for her. She's not going to be with that. And he's the biggest soft touch when it comes no. to her. I mean, everyone's like, oh, you're the, the big, the big like, grizzly bear who's like mm. seven foot tall, like a <laughs> seven foot tall black guy, African-American black. I'm not sure what the terminology is, but, yeah, based off Michael Clark Duncan for crying out loud. <laughs> with with the resting bitch face kind of oh yeah he's scary oh no 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 he's not the big he's a big softy but he's not the big softy it's <laughs> it's Knox <laughs> it's Knox so I love that I love that <laughs> well we're gonna take a short break um but we will be back with more character questions so we're gonna take a short break for our advertisements and at this point listeners you should know the drill um don't tune out just yet because these ads are for more why choose reads and you won't want to miss them and we'll be back hey listeners Check out Finding Her Love by Lyric Nicole. Finding Her Love is the first book in a duet that is a why choose slow burn romance that ends in a cliffhanger. Paisley learns at a young age to keep her voice to herself or else face the consequences. Then, at the beginning of her senior year, thinking it will be the same as always, in walks four strangers. These four strangers help her find her love for herself, but they also help her find her voice. But unfortunately, some of her demons come to find her. Will their relationship survive the demons from her past? Check out Finding Her Love by Lyric Nicole to know more. And now we're going to head back to the podcast. And now we're back with MF Moody. And we're going to dive right back into the characters. We just got done talking about Knox and all the reasons why he's your favorite. And I totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times authors will talk about how they have a... Sometimes their stories and or characters surprise them as they're writing. Is was there a particular point in your alter series where your character surprised you, or if there were several, did you have a favorite moment where they surprised? Yes, yes. I actually had this in Mythic. Oh hi. 
Um, <laughs> so Mythic, Mythic is uh, the third book in the Altered Shifters universe because Altered is in two parts um, and it's um, an MMF um, and uh, it's a different, different kind of group. So, um, <sighs> yeah, um, <laughs> it, it kind of, so in, in Mythic, it's, you've got Cyril, who's a mundane lion who you meet in Altered Part 1. Sarai, he's a friend of of um, Scylla and the guys. You got Sarai, who you kind of see briefly, mm-hmm. and then you have this third character who's a bit of a mystery, and his name's Aaron. I always knew that that I was going to have the three of them kind of together, like, but I thought it was going to be an MFM mm. because Cyril in in Altered, he they. He's basically bisexual. He's he's a bi- he's bisexual, but he tends to prefer guys. Mm. But in Mythic, where he it, like with Sarai, you, you find out that he's actually really been into her for quite a while. Mm. And it was it was the whole. I, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it with with the three of them because was he also going to mate with Aiden, or was he going to like what was going to happen? And I was like, no, 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 I actually think when it was writing and it started growing, it's like, yep, okay, it's going to be this. No, they're, they're actually going to to, to be a, a true, like, triad and sword crossing and all the rest. The, the bit that was kind of like, oh, oh, okay, we're going to go there is it's with Aiden. Now, um, spoiler alert, Aiden is not a standard altered shifter. Mm-hmm. And if anyone ever watches TikTok and uh, uh, or they're on TikTok and they follow Nick Nick Grizz, um, with, and he does the, the Gentleman Werewolf, yeah. um, there are certain parts in Mythic where there is a particular voice that is is right. Read it in your head with that voice because <laughs> he he was the inspiration for that voice. <laughs> but it's it's how Aaron, sweet, innocent, virginal. He's the virgin in the book. The other, the others aren't. He's the virgin in the book. So you've got one of the guys as the virgin. Yeah. His equipment. <laughs> um, I knew. I, I, I kind of knew because he's um, Aiden's uh, like he's a wolf. Mm-hmm. So he's he's um he's a born altered dire wolf. Oh, okay. Which. In the book, it goes into how that actually makes him different to just mm. a, an altered direwolf like mm. Bash. Um, and he's also experienced some very traumatic stuff. So there's a bit of a bonus there. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, and so when when he, like towards the end of, the, of Mythic, there's a scene where all three of them are getting it on and he mates with them and some stuff happens. <laughs> Um, and, and I mean, you, you notice he's got some different equipment, but yeah. he's not, he's not the sweet little innocent Aaron there because Aaron's, Aaron's kind of, I, I guess you'd call him a, a bottom, um, in, in when, when this personality takes over, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then also at the end of the book, when, when there's this kind of, this thing happens and they go to this place and I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so this is going to happen. I'm like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and it's, it's, you actually get it from Sayex because Sayex is Sarai's unicorn mm-hmm. and she is a bloodthirsty beastie. Yeah. She has a literal like kind of 
saw. It's not just like a horn. It's it's got a, like a, a a sharp point, and it's also got a bladed edge, and it's like three foot long. It's like a murder horn. <laughs> and she's a bloodthirsty beastie, and she'll like she, she would stab um, uh, Nox's saber tooth quite often. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, it's her chapter, and oh, this happens, and it's like. I did not realize that was going to happen. Thank you very much for doing that. So yeah, they they, they like to to like spring some little surprises on me. Nice. Um, the not not huge ones, but sometimes yeah, it's just like oh no, um, the dickie's going to look like this now. It's like okay, or, no, no, I'm going to do this now. Okay. So so speaking so yes. on the surprises, then um, when you're writing, do you find yourself more of a plotter or more of a pantser? I. I'm a little bit of a ble- like I don't I don't plot out everything. I mean, I, saying that, um, <laughs> Feral, the next book in the series that I'm I've, I've got mm-hmm. to write, um, I have I actually have plotted that out. Okay. Because I needed to when I was writing Mythic because mm-hmm. I had all these ideas coming out of my head for for mm-hmm. Feral and what was going to happen in Feral mm-hmm. while I was still trying to write Mythic that I had mm-hmm. to get it all written down and it's it's basically okay this is going to happen and this is going to happen so major plot points and scenes that I want to write. Um, and sometimes it'll be like quotes, um, because with, with mythic, I knew I wanted to, um, to use, um, two quotes and, and (laughs) okay. Audience alert, um, swearing, swearing (laughs) coming, uh, and it's not just, not just a pretty fuck one. Um, Cyril turns around and, um, it's, the, the short quote is, you make me dry. If, if I had the ability to become wet, you would make me dry than Cleopatra's desiccated cunt. And I knew I had to put that in there somewhere. And then I also had the one, you'll need Jesus, pull your hair out of your ass, that's your colon, not Jesus. <laughs> and I knew I had to put those two quotes in there somewhere. So I'll, I'll do like if, I, if a particular line comes in my head, it's like, oh, that's really good. I'd have to put that in there somewhere. I'll write that. And the character I think might write uh, might say it, but generally uh, it's it's a very organic thing. It's like I I have particular scenes I know I want to write, mm-hmm. um, but I just let it flow. Gotcha, nice. So, um, but as I said, Fer- Feral's Feral's a bit different because I have kind of plotted it out, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's it's not like a hardcore. This is going to happen in chapter one, chapter two, chapter two, or things like that. It's more of a okay. This is going to happen. 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 And there's a bunch of stuff I've got to fill in, and just yeah, yeah, nice. So I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, so what does typical writing look for like for you? Is there such a thing as typical writing when you're kind of in the thick of it? Okay, when I'm actually doing it because I I haven't. Uh, last Friday was the first time I'd written in about two months. Okay. Um, and I have been struggling the last few months to actually write. And I wrote again today, wrote a couple of thousand words today. Um, uh, I will tend to write if, if it's, if I, if it's, if it's going well, I'll tend to write anywhere between maybe two and 5,000 words a day. Depends, depends on, sometimes I struggle. It might only be a thousand words or 500. Mm-hmm. At the end of Mythic, I actually did a TikTok with you at this at the end of Mythic. I wrote something like in the the last, uh, I, th- I think in the in the last couple of days, it was 
because um family justice which is a, a contemporary male female was same thing when i'm at the when i'm at the home stretch I will just sit there and I will write and I will write and I'll write and I can write like eight to 10,000 words one day and I'm shattered. And with Mythic, I, I think it was like 3 a.m. And in the last, like in, in like a space of 12 days, I'd written 40 something thousand words. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and the last, the last couple of days were the big ones. And I was writing like 8,000 and, and my mind is, my, my brain is mush at this point because I'm just writing so much. And my, I'm saying to my husband, son, no, go away. I'm writing, go away. I'm writing. And I'm sitting up till three in the morning because it has to get out. And it's only when my fingers are no longer, I'm, I'm, I'm misspelling the word, ah, the, <laughs> yeah. at. And I misspell. I'm like, I'm too tired. I need to go to bed. But I have that urge, and I will just sit down and I'll just churn out the words. But um, that's kind of on the home stretch, and my brain is fried. Yeah. But yeah, there's there, as I said, there is a TikTok um, that was a really good one, and I, I just finished writing Mythic, and it's like I'm like X many hundred thousand words and blah 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 blah, and it's like three in the morning and I'm having a coffee and I'm like coffee is life yeah. because I was just my brain was just oozing out of my ears <laughs> I love that so, but yeah um uh generally it's on average like maybe one and a half to three thousand words um if I'm going fairly well if I'm doing sprints as well um because I like to do sprints every now and then um the rate you might do, like if you if you're participating in NaNoWriMo, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as I said, like I I haven't written much yeah. lately, but I'm getting back into it because I need to I need to get these stories out. Yep, <laughs> my also, brain my brain is like begging me. <laughs> yeah, I also had a, a short break over the summer. I had a lot of things happening, kind of just personally in life, and I took really the whole month of August. I had a break from writing, but now I'm I'm getting back back into it because i just i I need to get them out yep yeah because i i had i had some book signings in um in march um and i had a book signing in june um however for the entire month of april i was in australia so very little writing got done and it's just stuff stuff life's happened stuff's happened illness and Mm -hmm. just other stuff and i just haven't been in the right headspace and um there's a there's a there's a a duet that I've got to write. It's going to be very, very dark. It's male, female. Mm. And it's sitting there going, you need to write me, but I need to be in a way better headspace before yeah. I can write that shit because that's it's going to be dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's fair. We're getting near the end of our time here. So I want to give readers and listeners a chance to connect with you. So where can they find you outside of this podcast? Okay. I'm on Facebook. Um, so I have, um, my Facebook author page, uh, my face, like my, my Facebook page. I also have an author page yeah. and I have a group called the temperamental bookworms and that's worms with a Y W Y R M S. <laughs> Cause we're all book dragons. I love so, it. Yeah, um, so temperamental bookworms, that's my group. Um, I, uh, I am on TikTok and Instagram, uh, MF Moody author, um, I, I need to, like, I'm not really active on them. I need to kind of pick back up and, and start putting more stuff on there. I, I'm on Spotify. Um, and you can also find me on, I have a discord server again. I'm not really overly active on it because I've become a hermit lately. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to get back out there, but yeah, uh, face, Facebook's probably the best one. 
um, and then TikTok and Instagram as well. Perfect. Perfect. And this episode is going to be coming out in January of 2024. Are there any signings you're planning on attending next year? Uh, yes, I I have several uh, lined up. I have Shenanigans, which is in Coventry, which I believe, I'm not sure if it's March or April. Um, I'm going to be uh, signing at Indie Pride in Blackpool, um, which again, I think is April. March, April, um, fiction fans and ball gowns in Manchester, which is actually the week before Indie Pride in Blackpool. <laughs> um, and I've also, I'm also um, signing at Authors at the Armouries again, which is in Leeds, and that should be in June okay. next year. Awesome. So several papers so, to get connected with you. So, yes. And, and yeah, I, I was at a couple of those book signings. I was at uh, Shenanigans, Fiction Fans of Ball Gowns, and um, uh, Authors at the Armouries this year. And they were just amazing. I just had so yeah. much fun. So perfect. Well, thanks so much for being on here. I really appreciate Thank it. Having it's been me. So much fun having you. Um, and thanks so much to our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for more MF Moody content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind the scenes questions. You can find a link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. See you next time.